Hey everybody, I'm Dan Vespris, the host of Fantasy NBA Today, Hoopball's flagship full-season fantasy podcast. We cover every piece of news, every mock draft, every rank list, pickups, drops, buy lows, sell highs, and every sleeper candidate all year long, Monday through Friday. Come check us out. We're Fantasy NBA Today, and you can follow me on Twitter for updates at Dan Bespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. We'll talk to you soon. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Ball DFS Today. I'm your host, Santino Cacone, and I'm joined today by... Oh, wait, I am not. I was supposed to be joined by the golden child, uh, Michael Apatria, but he had some difficulty, um, technical difficulties, with his computer overheating. That's what you get for Apple products, guys. Uh, they they do they do tend to die out on you when you least expect it. Uh, but I'm going to run this one solo without him, uh, so let's see what we can do. It is currently about 10.30 at night on Tuesday, July 28th. You guys will hear this early in the morning, probably on Wednesday, on July 29th. Uh, this is Eastern time, but let's go over some news. We got we got a couple teams to hit uh, before we end up end on the bubble. We got some news and some shakeups that happened before that, uh, and then look, and then um, on Thursday the NBA starts back up, and we're all excited for that. Uh, we get our first day's slate our first game slate we have two games on that night uh we'll be back with mike and aaron starting things off for your dfs uh for your dfs life and we can't wait to get started again to have actual pricing have actual basketball meaningful basketball games uh this is going to be exciting and the bubble looks like it's working a lot better than some other sports right now we won't mention them the mlb but uh the bubble looks like it's doing work and adam silver if this does work Adam Silver deserves a ton of credit for how he handled this entire situation. Uh, and, and so did the, all the NBA players and all the NBA owners. They immediately started talking about how do we finish this? How can we get this going? How can we get back? How can we play? Uh, and they did not stop. They did around the clock work and it's looking good so far. We haven't had any games played, but so far all the scrimmages, um, there's really no, there's no virus in that bubble. Let, let's see. Hopefully, it doesn't burst. Uh, that's all. That's all we can hope for. Uh, but let's see. There's some some big news that happened in the last couple of days since the last time you heard us. Uh, Eric Gordon tonight just got hurt. A, they think it's pretty bad, but uh, we won't fully know yet. Uh, Eric Gordon, as you guys, I don't know if you guys know, but he was actually going to be starting from now on uh, in that starting lineup. He was coming off the bench or trying to scatter him with Russell Westbrook, but they were just throwing all three of those guys together and truly embracing the small ball. Uh, Aaron Gordon is not playing. He had some groin soreness. He did have some core problems earlier in this year and last year, so that is something to watch about. Uh, groin and the core muscle are pretty much right next to each other and could be the same injury. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. And his counterpart at power forward, or his teammate, I should say, uh, Jonathan Isaac, is back and looking good. So if Aaron Gordon is not playing and Jonathan Isaac is playing 25, 30 minutes or so uh, with no Aaron Gordon there, 
that's going to shift a lot of DFS target and a lot of DFS um, play and money the other way around. We thought Aaron Gordon might have that whole role. We weren't sure if Isaac would play. This is throwing a little wrench into things, as you could say. A couple other news. I mentioned it last time I was on here. If you were listening, uh, Kendrick Nunn, Bam Adebayo are both back. Uh, we hit the heat, and they were still not nowhere to be found, but they're back now. Darren Fox looking like he's going to play. Another guy that didn't look like he was going to play, and the, and the Kings got hit with him and Bagley. They were looking down, but Fox looks like he's going to play. Uh, Fred Van Fleet got hurt the other day. He is healthy. Uh, Joseph Nurkic is looking strong. I got to say, Joseph Nurkic looks strong, and they're going to try that two-big lineup with him and Whiteside. Uh, Zion Williamson played some practice today with some five-on-zero. He didn't do the five-on-five, but um, he's back, and he might. it looks like he should be on track to play. I don't know how many minutes, but he should be on track to play that opening night Thursday against the Jazz. Uh, So that's something to look about. If he's not going to get a full complement of minutes— then you you want to fade Zion, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens in the next two days and see what the what Alvin Gentry and everybody says about Zion's availability and how many minutes will handle. Uh, there are some other news and noteworthy stuff that we'll definitely get to when when the slates kick off and we have some pricing and we have some more concrete information. Uh, but those are just some quick hitters right there. Um, if you're listening, we hit 20 teams already. We have 22. There's two teams left to go. And if you're paying attention on the teams that we didn't hit, you'll know that we left the two best teams in the league right now. And I say two best because they're the two top teams in the standings. Uh, We left the Milwaukee Bucks and we left the L.A. Lakers. Uh, These are the two teams we're going to hit. These are the two teams that everybody thinks will meet in the finals. I hope at least one of those teams is in the finals and the in the latter, the guys out West, uh, those are my guys. I, I'm a fan of them. Um, but this is going to be interesting. Uh, so let's, let's talk about these two good teams, these two favorites, I should say, to not only make the championship, but the two most likely teams to win the championship. Uh, so we'll start out, out in the East or the Midwest, I guess, uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks. And let's talk about some news that has gone on with the Bucks throughout this whole offseason throughout this whole bubble and what we should expect so uh eric bledsoe wasn't with the team up until uh, about a week ago or so because he had covid and he was not with the with the team Uh, he's back now he hasn't really scrimmaged too much but he's back now and he's supposedly healthy Uh, one thing to watch about with eric gordon or eric bledsoe yeah i'm getting the eric's mixed up already Uh, the butcher strikes again but one thing to watch out with Eric Bledsoe is, is he going to play a full complement of minutes? And that's something that most of these Bucks guys are going to be. But a guy who didn't really practice too much yet, uh, was away from the team with with the virus, uh, It's good. It, it doesn't look like uh, – to me, I don't know if he's going to get a full complement of minutes right out, of, right out of the gate. So I would be on the lookout for that. Uh, the other big news out there is Chris Middleton. Uh, he did not – he said he did not play or shoot a basketball for two to three months during the off time. If you're counting, there was only, we, we stopped playing in uh, mid-March. That's five four months ago. So he didn't play or shoot for more than half of that time. So uh, just so if you're keeping track, Chris Middleton cost a pretty penny because he has been awesome this year. And if Giannis sits or doesn't have a full complement of minutes, which is more than likely, this team is locked into the one seed, you would 
gravitate towards Chris Middleton. But that news is big news. If you don't touch a basketball for two to three months, uh, that says a lot. Are, are you in shape? How are you going to go? Is he going to be rested as well? Uh, so this Bucks team, those two things are, are pretty big. Uh, to me, I don't see the Bucks having that much to play for. Uh, as I mentioned, they're already the number one team out east, and they have a four-game lead on the Lakers right now, or two and three three-game lead on the Lakers, two in the loss column. Uh, so they're pretty much looking like the number one team. And since and there is no home court advantage anymore since they're in the bubble in Orlando, so it doesn't even matter if they finish uh, below the Lakers. They have a six and a half game lead against the Raptors for the who are the number two seed. There is pretty much no way that the Bucks can't finish as the number one seed. Uh, so what they're doing is looking to play whoever makes that eighth seed, most likely the Nets, unless they just fall apart with all the, the bad news bears, per se, people that they have on their team. Um, but the Bucks are looking to cruise into the one seed and have an easy first-round matchup and avenge what happened last year. Um, they need some playoff success. People are getting on Giannis for some reason. He's only 26 years old right now. Uh, but people want to see Giannis in the playoffs and get farther than the Eastern Conference Finals. Just a quick note on that, though. Uh, Giannis made the Eastern Conference Finals at the age of 25. Michael Jordan... The farthest he made by the age of 25 was also the Eastern Conference Finals. Just some food for thought. Don't rank on a, an elite player as as like Giannis, once in a, a, a specimen like him, just because he hasn't done so much in the playoffs. He's only 25 years old. It's going to come. Uh, but yeah, so the people on the Bucks that you're going to want to look about in, in DFS are pretty much the people that I've mentioned. Uh, Giannis is number one. He costs the most. His minutes restriction and his likely of curbing of those minutes is something that is going to bump him down for me personally, uh, definitely lower from the, that top tier. There's people like James Harden and and Luka Doncic and even or and Anthony Davis who are all in similar price ranges who I think are going to play more minutes, especially those uh, those first two in, in Harden and Luka who are battling for playoff spots. Uh, so Gian- Giannis to me is a guy that uh, – you're going to have to pay up for, but that minutes restriction. And he said, he also said that he wasn't ready to play uh, a full complement of minutes yet. He's still getting his conditioning back. Anytime a player says that, and there's only eight games and you could afford to rest these guys, I don't see them pushing him. So that's something to keep an eye on. Chris Middleton, I just mentioned he hasn't, he didn't shoot for two to three months during the break. That says to me, is he ready for a full complement of minutes? And just like everybody else on this team, they don't need to push him. They just got to get him ready for the playoffs. Eric Bledsoe, we mentioned he wasn't with the team for that much. He had COVID. Uh, He might not play a full complement of minutes. Brooke Lopez possibly could play a lot of minutes, but he only played 26 minutes on average this season. Uh, So he's probably going to play around there. Uh, So all of these people that you normally would target on the Bucs, to me, I'm dropping them just a little bit. I got to see them play first before I can go into them. And the first game of the season, or the restart of the season, they're playing against the the Celtics, who Giannis normally would dominate because he can rebound and the Celtics can't rebound. Uh, but this, to me, I'm caused for concern with this minutes restriction or minutes limit uh, that I that I can see. Then they play the Rockets, the Nets. The Rockets look like a very fun matchup. The Nets look like a blowout where they can just play their bench. Uh, they play the Heat, the Mavs, the Raptors, the Wizards, another blowout. The Grizzlies, probably blowout. Uh, so this team, there's a lot of 
to me, the lot of value is going to come off the bench if you're playing people here. Uh, the first guy to look at, Dante DiVincenzo. If Middleton, Bledsoe, and Giannis are getting little, a little less minutes, DiVincenzo plays, can play the one, two, or three, and he's easily, or he can easily get thrown in there and play some minutes. He's young. Uh, they they want to get him some seasoning and and look at that. So he's a guy that I would look at if I need a cheap play, and and I know that one of the those big guys are going to get less minutes, um, and that's probably he's probably the most likely of them to of the bench players to bring back value. Maybe George Hill, but he's also a, a very aged veteran that they're probably not going to play him too much. Uh, same with Marvin Williams. They're probably going to split all those minutes. DiVincenzo, to me, would be the guy who gets the most of the minutes uh, and usage comparatively to everybody else if they're going with that uh, resting of the starters. Uh, so there's really not much of a shakeup to the Bucks. You just got to watch those minutes and hear, see what Coach Bud does. Uh, I can't personally have faith in them right out of the get-go, but uh, we'll see when we get the pricing back. Uh, that's kind of all I had on the on the Bucks. I mean, they're just too dominant. They don't have so when when you're this dominant and you just dominate everybody, it mostly is value to a certain amount of people. And when we have questions about how many minutes are they going to play, are they fatigued? Uh, is this does this team even care about these eight games? Uh, that's when we kind of uh, don't know where we're going with this team. I, I think DiVincenzo has the best value of the people other than the big starters, uh, but we can see there. Maybe maybe Robin Lopez gets some extra minutes there as well, and he can bring back some really cheap, ugly value that I'm not trying to target, but if you, you're in a pinch and you only have a few dollars left, uh, then you can look at him. Um, yeah, so before we hit the Lakers, I got I got to shout out some some stuff that we got going on here. Hoopball has some good things going on here. Uh, if, if you haven't heard by now about Manscaped, you should. Uh, so Manscaped, we're they're we're giving away they're giving away a nice cheap lawnmower 3.0 if you go on their their site and put Hoopball 20. Uh, the lawnmower 3.0 is absolutely fantastic. I have one myself. It it is like a lawnmower. <laughs> they are not lying. This thing just mows down everything um and and doesn't leave you there leaves it looks like you did it um with ease and, and that's a good thing you, you never have any of those razor burns nothing this this lawnmower three doesn't ever run short it the battery lasts forever you're gonna want this thing and you're gonna want it now and go go on uh, manscape.com and enter the promo code hoopball20 and this is an exciting time for all hoop ball fans and all sports betting fans. Uh, so say it with me now. Sports are back, baby. I've been waiting for this day since March. And now that it's here, I've only got one thing on my mind. My bookie. Hoop ball is partnered with my bookie now. And my bookie is a home run, a slam dunk, triple overtime, game winning shot all wrapped up into one. I love it. You all should love it. And that should be all you need to hear in order to start betting today. Uh, my bookie has up to the minute odds on all your favorite teams. And with the start of the NBA bubble season just around the corner, there's never been a better time to start playing. Uh, with my bookie, it's easy. You bet, you win, they pay you just like that. Feeling good about your MLB, ten MLB team's chances to win? As long, or be sure to check out my bookie's World Series future bets. As long as you're not a Marlins fan, uh, that is. Nothing shows you believe in your squad like betting on them before the season's even begun. Uh, but why stop with baseball, guys? 
smart bettors are always looking towards the future. And in this case, that means basketball. That means hockey. That means football. My bookie is already accepting bets on all your favorite NBA, NHL, and NFL games. Uh, there's never been a better time to start exploring the world of online sports betting. Join today, and my bookie will match your deposit 100%. Yes, I'll say that again. Join today, and my bookie will match your deposit 100%. Uh, plus, they'll toss you a free $10 MLB future wager. Uh, so this is just all great value after great value. And all you have to do when you go there is enter the promo code HoopBall when you're signing up. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. And you get 100% of your deposit matched and a free $10 MLB future wager. Uh, so remember, at MyBookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay. And guys, I got to tell you, I'm super excited for MyBookie. Uh, if you're if you're a sports guy or you're, you're a betting guy, uh, whether it's $15 or $500, whatever the case may be, if you like to bet large or big or small, uh, MyBookie is the way to go. And again, 100% of your deposit gets matched. Uh, and if you want some betting tips, we got some at Hoopball Gaming, we got some stuff going on there. Uh, we got the great Ira, who's giving out value play and, and nice betting lines every day. If you want to listen to the podcast, shout out there. Uh, it, it's, it goes hand in hand right there. You listen to the podcast, you get some very good tips. You go to my bookie, you make some money. Uh, then you come to the DFS site, you make some money there. We're trying, we're we're giving at Hoopball. We like to give away. We're, we're, we're nice guys here, we should say. Uh, but yeah, so back to the NBA after we got our, our my, my uh, betting fix out of the way. I had to get my bookie out of there uh, just so just get that itch off because I'm, I'm itching to bet some sports back, especially basketball. I, I love betting on basketball. Um, I shouldn't say that. That's not a good thing, but it's it's pretty fun for me. Uh, so, yeah, let's go back to the NBA favorites. Yes, I'm saying the NBA favorites. It's only me on the show. Mike is he lost. uh he lost out on commenting on that when he his computer ran up and he had some technical difficulties. So I'm going to bask in the glory that I am given all by myself to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. And before everybody starts turning off the show and say he's just another Laker fan, obnoxious, annoying, uh, he just complains. No, I'll tell you, I'm going to be straight as, straight as I can be. Uh, to me, the, the NBA champion is coming out of L.A., it might not be the Lakers, I hope it is, or it could be the Clippers. I think they're the two best teams in the league, and whoever wins that matchup, if it happens, is going to be the NBA champion. Uh, a dark horse out there is the the Nuggets. With They're very deep. They're so deep. Uh, but at the top, I want my – this is a star-driven league, and at the top you want those Anthony Davis and LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard's and Paul George's. I'm mean, out, out east. I'll give out my prediction. Uh, People like the Bucks, people like the Celtics, the Raptors. I think a uh, sleeper out there is the Sixers, and that's who I'm I'm thinking can make it out there. I like the Sixers and the Celtics as my top two teams out in the East. Uh, so I'm a little different than than most guys out there. Uh, we'll see how the matchups play. Maybe maybe the Sixers and Celtics wind up playing each other as is right now. They would, but I think that the Sixers are going to creep up uh, and maybe get that four seed. Uh, or even five seed and, and avoid the Celtics and they, they wind up making it against each other. But I would like to see Giannis in the finals. Um, I, when people talk about his playoff failures, for some reason, um, he's only been 
where he is now. He's only reached his peak, and he's still continuing to grow, guys. Uh, but it's only been a couple of years, so so give the guy some time, uh, and and we'll see what happens. So whoever wants, if he wants to make it, and and ruins my betting, uh, yeah, that I already threw some uh, my bookie bets on on the Sixers with that future bet. I like those odds, but if he wants to ruin them, and I see Giannis do good, I'm all for it. Uh, but let's get back to the Lakers. Let's get this ship back on track here. Uh, I went on some little rambling, so that's what happens. <laughs> Sorry about that. But the Lakers' schedule looks like this. They play on opening night, which is Thursday, and they play the other L.A. team, who I just mentioned, in the Clippers. That is going to be a big game. Uh, that's going to be very telling. But it also could be just a mirage, as I don't know if both teams are going to go full bore in that first game back uh, after such a long layoff. I know they've been playing a little bit. Um these scrimmages and whatnot, but I don't think they go full bar against each other, especially with the Lakers having a five and a half game lead. The Clippers realistically cannot make that one seed. Let's be real with eight games. They're not going to get the one seed. Uh, so I don't see either team going full bore though. It could happen. So we'll see. Um, and especially on a two game slate, you're going to have to get some of those guys anyway and hope for the best. But after that, the Lakers are playing the Raptors, another really good defensive team. Uh, one of the best defensive teams in the league at stopping the three-point shot and one of the best teams at making the three-point shot, oddly enough. Um, and then they play the Jazz, a very slow-paced team, uh, another good defense. So that's three really good defenses right in a row. Then the Thunder, another pretty good team, uh, pretty good defense. And then the Rockets, who uh, we know what they're trying to do, but we don't know why. Uh, that, that small ball lineup got... They took small ball to an entirely new level. Uh, then we got the Indiana Pacers, without, most likely without DeMontis Sabonis. Uh, we heard that they don't think he's going to play. I didn't think he was going to come back, but Coach McMillan says that uh, he doesn't expect him to return. For the, they expect to be out. He, they expect him to be out all bubble, uh, which makes sense. Like that, that's a tough injury. But then after the Nuggets. There's the or after the Pacers, it's the Nuggets. Uh, very, very good team. Uh, Pacers are very deep, or the Nuggets are very deep, and it's going to be a good matchup. And then the Kings, uh, who might be out at that point and just throwing whoever is out there. And I don't even think the Lakers will try in that one. They'll be gearing up for the playoffs down there. Uh, so let's look at the Lakers. Just like the the Bucks, well, the Bucks have a different usage. There's a couple other people that you can play, but the Lakers is pretty much two people. Uh, there is LeBron James at a 32% usage and Anthony Davis at a 29% usage. That's it. That's really, those are the two guys. They're, they're expensive and super expensive for a reason. They're all stars for a reason. They're all NBA for a reason. Uh, they're two of the top five best players in the league for a reason. Uh, after that, you have a Kyle Kuzma, um, at Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, Dwight Howard, Javal McGee, Alex Caruso, Danny Green, all these people. But LeBron and AD are, are the top dogs. And uh, I forgot to say the couple things that ha are different about the Lakers now. Uh, so Avery Bradley opted out, as we all know, or now we know. They signed J.R. Smith to a contract. Super excited about that. I know most Laker fans and other people are saying, ah, J.R. Smith, why'd they go for him? I, I like J.R. Smith. The guy can shoot. The guy's funny, funny to be around. Uh, he's a hard, he can be a hardworking player. I shouldn't say he is. He can be, uh, but he's a guy, he's, he's, you always need shooters. 
if you can shoot in this league, you can get a job. And and this guy has proven that he can make big shots. He's done it throughout his career. Yes, he had that gaffe in the finals, uh, but get over it. This guy's a talent. He's talented. And uh, he'll, he'll take some minutes and, and make up for losing Avery Bradley. Uh, they signed Dion Waiters be- prior to everything shutting down. Uh, he's been looking good in the scrimmages, and I hope that we get the Dion Waiters that wants to continue to try at basketball or or life and stay in shape. Uh, Markeith Morris just returned to the team. Uh, he's with all these new signings. He wasn't playing much anyway. Uh, he's just another veteran body that you want on a playoff team. Uh, to if you're not playing really well at some time you throw him in there throw him to guard someone take take some fouls on Kawhi Leonard or whatnot uh, but it's another good body to have uh, but the big news is Rajon Rondo broke his thumb he was projected to be out uh, six to eight weeks when it happened and they said he won't play at the start of the NBA restart I'm a little familiar with Rondo uh, watching him beat the Lakers lose to the Lakers play for the Lakers uh, this guy is super tough I don't think a broken thumb is going to completely keep him out of these this NBA restart. If I had to call it Rajon Rondo, uh, assuming the Lakers get to the finals or or the one of the the Western Conference finals or finals, Rajon Rondo will be back on the basketball court before this season concludes. Uh, he's he's tough as nails. A couple weeks already went by. I think he beats that timetable anyway, uh, but. I, I see Rajon Rondo play, get gearing up for the playoffs. Uh, maybe, probably not the first round. They don't need him. Maybe not even the second. But when that when it gets to them and the Clippers, most likely, I see Rajon Rondo getting healthy there. Uh, so that's something else to look out for. But back to the DFS side, guys. It's LeBron James. It's Anthony Davis. If you want to get cute and play Kyle Kuzma because you think LeBron James and Anthony Davis are going to rest, or if one of them do rest. Then Kyle Kuzma gets to be someone maybe to look at. But um, with them on the court, he just doesn't play well with them. And Kuzma is just not – he doesn't fit with them, and he's not someone I would actively target. Uh, If they're not playing, I would rather target a cheaper guy like Kentavious Caldwell-Pope. Many Laker fans hated KCP earlier this year and even last year. This guy can shoot. He's the most consistent three-point shooter on this team, and it's not that close. Uh, so he's a guy that I like, and he always he's always been able to rack up steals when he gets minutes. Another guy I would look at a little is if if they're not playing, uh, Dwight Howard. If you need a cheap center option, Javal McGee is probably going to be limited, I would assume, until the playoffs start. He wasn't playing too too much anyway. Uh, J.R. Smith's another guy to look at, as with as with Danny Green. Um, J.R. Smith more so because J.R. Smith is never afraid to shoot. Danny Green's more of a team player, two-way player. J.R. Smith, if you're giving him 30 minutes, this guy's going to shoot any shot you want him to take. Uh, he's never been shy about shooting, and that's something that's admirable, to say the least. Uh, a guy that even when he's over 15, he's going to take a, that 16th shot. He's going to take that 17th shot. And in DFS, if you got someone who's not afraid to shoot the ball, especially, uh, again, if one of those two big guys are, are sitting out, that's someone you're going to look at because he's not going to cost you a lot, but he's someone to just pay attention to. And the last guy I would mention to, to look at with with or without the big guys is Alex Caruso. Uh, without without Rajon Rondo, he's going to get a little bit more minutes. It's LeBron James' point guard. He is the point guard on this team, uh, but Caruso's probably going to get some love in DFS. But again, those guys are all Hail Mary options that I would not 
uh, want to put some big dollars on unless I know LeBron or AD are only going to play a certain amount of minutes or not play at all. If those two guys are playing and they're playing 30 or more minutes, there's really no one on this team, just like the Bucks, that you want to target uh, besides these two big guys. And that's why uh, well, that's why we saved these two teams for last because they're the most unsexy teams in terms of DFS, but in real life, they get the job done. So yeah, we if you were paying attention to us, we had about uh, six podcasts. We covered all 22 teams, uh, and we are getting ready. We tried to get you a, a virtual tour and get you ready for the start of the NBA Bubble Resumption League uh, that is hopping back up on Thursday. So we are getting our first taste of slates, and I cannot wait. Uh, if you guys jump up, jump back on here on Thursday morning when you're when you're doing your early morning commute and you want to listen to us, you'll be hearing uh, Mike Capatria, assuming he can get his computer fixed, and the great Aaron uh, for the first show of our resumption league, and I can't wait. If you guys have been paying attention, we have a lot of turnover in this DFS team, uh, including myself. I joined... Uh, I've been on Hoopball, but I joined the DFS team uh, for the Resumption League. We also have Aaron, who I just mentioned, was joining for the Resumption League. Uh, and then for the future, we have Brenton, who's a newbie. We have uh, Steve, who's a newbie. We have Dave, who's been here for a little bit. And, and Mike, who's holding the fort down. But this team is is changing, and it was it's going to be a good one. And I can't wait to see uh, the great things that everybody does. And I can't wait for you guys to give us all that feedback and tell us all the money that we won you. So thank you for tuning in. And next time you hear us, you will have a slate. You will have prices and you will have NBA regular season basketball. So from all of us here at Hoopball and all of our great Hoopball podcasts, uh, team podcasts, our, our NBA Today podcast with Dan, the Coz and Brew show, our NBA gaming podcasts, uh, all of us here at the Hoopball community, thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to seeing you guys soon. Have a good night. This has been a Hoopball presentation.